sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. You're listening to a different kind of sports talk. We're not just talk about sports, but talk about sports you can use. Get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Warning. The following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. I said, don't take Tampa Bay plus the 150. You can get Tampa Bay to win and Tom Brady for throwing more than 250 yards, and that gets bumped up to 265, which he obviously did. He threw for like 280. It's Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel. Opposite. Welcome to Opposite Picks on Sports Grid Radio, right here on Sirius XM, Channel 204, and your local radio affiliate all around the country on this Tuesday, January 26th. Here's truly Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next two glorious hours, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E. Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Emails, tweets, phone calls, little YouTube chat as well right here again on an Opposite Picks Tuesday morning. Uh, bucking the trends. Thanks, but no thanks. LeBron goes home. COVID hits home. Uh, Lions tell Stafford, don't let the door hit you in the ass. Favre says Rodgers is going... We'll let you know where. Steeler fans, you make the call. Buffalo regrets dealing with the devil. This buzz for nobody. And opposite picks returns after we failed to produce an opposite picks yesterday. We'll get to all those stories again, plus your phone calls, emails, and tweets right here on a Tuesday, January 26th. What's up, LLs, loyal listeners? Hopefully your Tuesday morning is off to a good little start here. Should be a nice day all around the country. Had a little bit of snow on the East Coast, uh, down in the Virginia area over the last couple of days. So we're uh, weathering the storm, crossing our fingers. We don't get whacked too bad here in New York because I don't have my generator installed just yet. If you're a member of my podcast crew, you know we have pools on everything. And one of those is uh, when my generator is going to get installed. It hasn't yet, so I'm crossing our fingers. No blizzard. Uh, as we uh, persevere through another mild uh, winter, it really is amazing. So, all right, a lot to get to uh, on this uh, on this Tuesday morning. We got some NBA stuff from last night uh, as LeBron goes for a, a second forty-point effort, an unbelievable score out of Brooklyn, which I I, I still I, I you know without watching a second of the game, unfortunately, I can't believe the score that was posted there. Uh, college basketball, we got the Dookie Pukies back in action. Coach K apologizing. How about that? Uh, some hockey news maybe to get to, and all obviously, the other uh, NFL news from uh, this past weekend. We're going to put a recap on some of the trends. Remember all those trends we gave you and all the prop plays? You know, we went over the prop winners and everything else yesterday, but all those trends, just going to update them and see how those things turned out. So, a lot to get to over the next two hours. Again, the five, or, uh, I was going to wrong phone number, 844-843-6879. Again, 844 844- 
843-687-9. Let us update uh, the uh, Super Bowl odds, courtesy of our boys over at FanDuel, as we do every morning. Still three and an over-under of 56.5, so it's only been a day and a half here, so no major changes there. I don't know if it's going to hop off the three. Um, you know, the, the only thing, you know, two guys that, that could make a, maybe a line movement. If uh, Antonio Brown is able to play... As we welcome in our full audience on this uh, Tuesday morning, six minutes past the hour, yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in, just just getting started, looking at the updated lines from uh, the NFL with Tampa Bay still a three-point underdog, over-under still at 56-and-a-half. And the only thing that I can make that uh, move is, you know, if Antonio Brown says he is playing, I would think he would, but listen, he missed the uh, NFC Championship game with a knee injury. So if it's to the point where you can't play in an NFC Championship game, it obviously has to be pretty serious. I don't know if it's an injury that can recover in a two-week span. Maybe, maybe not. At, at this point, I would say he's – I would say he is, but, you know, in reality, probably is a true 50-50. So if the Bucks said he was playing, maybe that would drop that down to two and a half. You know, with Kansas City, you know, a big loss on the offensive line with uh, Eric Fisher, the left tackle. You know, don't minimize that. That's especially left tackle. I mean, he's one of the best in the game. You know, it's the blind side for Mahomes. That's a huge loss for Kansas City. He got hurt late in the game against uh, Buffalo uh, on Sunday. That's a big loss. That, that really is a huge loss for Kansas City. You know, it's not a running back. It's not a wide receiver. It's obviously not a quarterback. Uh, not even a you know big time defensive player, but left tackle on the offensive line. Centers are the are the biggest. I still say they're the most important because they call out all the assignments. But uh, don't minimize losing your your best uh, offensive lineman, their left tackle or Fisher. So um, you know, other than that, you know, Le'Veon Bell saying that he's going to be able to play because he's been uh, limited. Um, you know, Sammy Watkins. I I don't think it's going to move the line that much. I think AB saying that he's going to or not going to. Uh, would affect the line more than anybody else. So right now it's three Kansas City laying a buck twenty-two, uh, sort of slight odds, um, you know, towards Tampa Bay with that three. Who you can get at even money, no big there. And then again, the over under fifty-six and a half. I do think it's going to go over, uh, you know, or at least I, I think the the line is going to go up. Let's put it that way. Whether the game goes over or not, that's uh, yet to be determined. But I do think that's going to go to fifty-seven before too long. You know, generally speaking, people like to bet overs. So, and it's Kansas City and it's Tampa Bay. Both their games went over, um, you know, in the AFC and NFC Championship game. Regular season game did not, but their, uh, you know, Tom Brady Patriots two years ago did go over. So, all right, a lot to get to, including uh, people pulling out of the Super Bowl. How about that? Uh, that's coming up. We'll run down the NBA action from last night. Some good college basketball games as well. All on a Tuesday. Just getting started. Scott Wetzel. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. a touch. Durant hoists and hits. Rattles home on a three. Can the Nets do what they did on Saturday night? Harden. Bullseye for the beard. Hits a three. Low dribble. The drive. The deuce. James Harden going to the cup. 
Nets TV Network. Yes, Network here in New York. I was call Iron Eagle as the Nets knocked off the Miami Heat last night. They can both games for their little mini series. Uh, they covered the other day. They didn't cover. Actually, they covered both days. All right, no, they didn't cover the other day. They did cover uh, last night, though. They won by 13. In probably the most bizarre NBA score you'll see all year. I, I thought it was a you know a third quarter score to tell you the truth. I thought it was a halftime score with some of these games. Nets beat Miami 98-85. Now. This is 1980, that's no big deal, 1970, even 1990. But in 2021, that is still weird to say, huh? Uh, 2021, a 98-85 score, more times than not, is like after three quarters. I mean, especially with the uh, with the uh, Brooklyn Nets, I was going to say New Jersey. I mean, they've given up, you know, points galore. Last time out, they gave up 124 in their first win against Miami the other day. They gave up 125 the day before. They gave up 147 the day before. They gave up 123 the game before. They gave up 115 the game before. I mean, it's, you know, they can't even spell defense, never mind play it. And to think that that Nets team with the big three playing, Durant, uh, Irving, uh, you know, and um, uh, Harden, and the fact that they only gave up 85 points is just a bit. The fact they only scored 98 is crazy. But you know what? I'm more impressed with the fact they only gave up 85 points. I tell you, if they play like that, then they truly are championship caliber. It just goes to show you that if and when these guys do want to play defense, they can. The problem isn't that they can't. The problem is they just don't want to. You know that That's really what motivated them last night. I don't know. But Durant played 38 minutes, uh, Irving played 40, Harden played 34, so it's not like they were in foul trouble and they couldn't play. Uh, you know, those three guys played, you know, basically the, you know, three quarters of the game. And, uh, you know, all the guys, the main guys were in for, for the Heat, and yet they still only scored 85 points. It just goes to show, you know, if they wanted, again, if they wanted to play halfway decent basketball, they could. But, you know, they don't. So... Um, you know, normally you get the, the 125s to 124s. They think it's entertaining, but we all know uh, it's obviously not. So Brooklyn wins 98-85. LeBron goes home last night, home meaning back to Cleveland, and uh, they beat the Cadavers. Now, they won, but they did not cover. I didn't think they would. The Cleveland team's not a bad little team. They're not winning a whole heck of a lot, but, you know, they're right around 500 for the Eastern Conference. That's pretty good, 8-9. and nine. Uh, They're right around that against the spread as well, 9-8. and eight. They've covered four of their last five. Not a bad little club, feisty little club. It was a one-possession game entering the fourth quarter, and really it was a close game all the way through. LeBron, you know, he did. I you know, tip your cap, I suppose. Uh, he did play well, 46 points. He was hitting some threes from, uh, you know, from Akron. He, he really was. I mean, they were long threes. Those were Steph Curry threes last night. Finished with 46 points. He's the oldest Laker since Kobe uh, to score 40 or in a game, which, you know, wasn't that that long ago, obviously. Uh, but, you know, he was terrific. 40, 46, eight rebounds, six assists. Lakers win 115-108. to 108. Again, they win, but they do not cover the monster 10.5-point spread. Uh, he got motivated, apparently, because he saw an official uh, from Cleveland celebrating on one of his misses and, you know, late in the third quarter, and that pissed him off, so he decided to play. Pretty, you know, the $45 million a year the Lakers are giving him, nah, the motivation, no. Uh, the chance to repeat as, as champs uh, motivate him, nah, no, no. Uh, the chance just to go home in front of friends and family and do well, that's normal, right, motivate you? No. 
just a chance to win a basketball game. You're a competitor. You're on, you're on the court. Does that motivate you? No. Uh, but seeing some executive uh, clap his hands after you miss his shot because he's rooting for your team, that's what you need to motivate you. And that's why we don't like LeBron James, you know. Not the $45 million a year. Now, not going to the bank every other Friday with a seven-figure uh, figure paycheck. That's not motivation. No, who cares about that? But seeing this schmuck clap his hand because you missed the shot, that's going to piss you off and motivate you. Uh, these basketball players are just pathetic. They, they, they really are. Speaking of pathetic, how about Denver Jamal Murray last night? He punched Tim Hardaway Jr. at Dallas in basically the balls. You know, that, that's the nicest way to put it. Uh, they fell to the floor. Murray stumbled backwards. And as he's getting up, he just takes a punch shot to, to Hardaway's, uh, you know, uh, family jewels. I mean, it was just like, whoa. He got kicked out of the game. I don't know if he thought Hardaway shoved him to the ground. I mean, it didn't appear that was the case. Very bizarre, but Denver ends up winning anyway, 117-113. So as a small little road favorite, they win. You know, Dallas is only 2-4 and four at home this year. Very strange. Uh, much better on the road than they are at home. And, and you know, only 8-9 this year after making such great strides in the postseason last year. You, I would have thought anyway that they would have come out flying this year, and they have not. Clearly, they have not. Uh, Pacers beat the Raptors 129-114. No big deal there. Pistons beat the the Embiidless 76ers 119-104. Nothing there. Our Celtics annihilated the Bulls 119-103 in Chicago. And uh, Golden State came back, at least for a day anyway. Beat the Teacups 130-108. Go ahead, Minnesota's just awful. Just absolutely. We, we said it before. Just awful. Steph goes for 36 last night. So they win, and they win big, and the game goes over. And uh, OKC beats Portland on the road, 125 to 122. And OKC team's another little, you know, decent little team. They're a lot like Cleveland in that, you know, you expect nothing from them. When you get a little something, it's like, well, okay. At 7-9, 6-4 on the road as well. That that really is amazing. And then New Orleans and San Antonio was postponed. Neither team had at least eight players because of the virus situation. Sacramento and Memphis uh, postponed as well. So you had two games last night with the virus get postponed. College basketball, a little recap. No, no real bad beats, um, you know, in any of those games. Uh, there was one in college basketball last night. I mean, and it wasn't, it wasn't. West Virginia knocks off Texas Tech as a one-and-a-half-point favorite. So what? what's the bad beat, Scott? Yeah. If I told you there was a bad beat in the game that a team uh, that was a one-and-a-half-point favorite won, what do you think the bad beat was? Yeah, they won by one. That's tough. That's really – now, it wasn't really a bad beat. Like, a guy threw up a three at the buzzer, and they were leading by four, you know, with a second left, and they only won by one. They were actually trailing by one point with 15 seconds left when they called their last timeout and they set up the game-winning shot. So it's not like it was a, a crazy shot, a worthless shot, a missed free throw, a dong, or something goofy like that. I mean, they, they legitimately won by one. But, you know, you can count on one hand how many times you can lay one and a half and you're told that team is going to win and that team doesn't cover. That's, that's where the bad beat comes into play. But at least it was, like I said, a legitimate – a legitimate one-point win. It was. They traded threes with about a minute left. Uh, you know, West Texas Tech's the last one that they went up by uh, one, and uh, West Virginia had 15 seconds left to go get another shot. They did after three timeouts. Took forever to finish the basketball game, um, and they hit a buzz, a shot with five seconds left to go up one, and then Texas Tech 
Didn't have any more timeouts. They went down to court. Actually had a pretty good look in order to win it, but he just missed the shot. So West Virginia laying a point and a half. Hopefully you bought the hook and you got a push out of that, but that's tough. You 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 lay a point and a half and you're told that team is going to win. Man, you got to expect that team to cover. That that's that's brutal. That is. Virginia blows out Syracuse. No big deal. Our Salukis lost to Indiana State, but as I told you, they did cover. And last we left you, uh, I thought this was a pretty good play last night in that Arizona knocked off Arizona State. The Arizona State beat them Sunday. It was Sunday, Sunday, Saturday or Sunday. Um, as an 11-point underdog, they won outright. Uh, this was, you know, back-to-back games. Arizona was not going to lose. And sure enough, they did not. So they get the, uh, the win and the cover. So good job by Arizona win by 13. All right, just getting started on this Tuesday. We'll check out the NFL stuff. That's all next right here on Anopolis Picks. Tuesday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Here's truly Scott Wetzel sitting in on uh, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204 and across the, the radio dial among the affiliates we have all across the country. Taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern Time, as we always do Monday through Friday, uh, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern Time, Sunday mornings as well. That was Kansas City quarterback Pat Mahomes talking, obviously, about the Super Bowl, facing Tom Brady and uh, the thoughts of not being uh, satisfied with just getting there. You know, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I do believe they're playing with house money. If you had to pick one of the two teams, you know, which one's playing with house money, even though they're the defending champ and even though they, you know, at this point with Mahomes are going to be judged on Super Bowl championships, not Super Bowl appearances. The fact that they've been able to get back to the Super Bowl and the fact that that happens so rarely uh, to me means that, you know, if they were to lose two Sundays from now, it, you know, it, it wouldn't be the end of the world. It, it wouldn't be, you know what, we we won last year, we didn't win this year. I, you get back to the Super Bowl after winning a Super Bowl, that's pretty darn good. You know, again, uh, it hasn't happened very often. It, it really has, especially, you know, over the last 20 years. Earlier on when the Dolphins were great and the Steelers were great and the Cowgirls were great and the Packers were great, okay, but over the last 20 years, it's been basically rotating back and forth. You know, throw out the Patriots, and it really hasn't happened much. So you know, I, I do think they are playing with house money. They want to win. It won't be as satisfying, obviously. But I think if you're a Chefs fan, you don't win. You could go into the offseason thinking, all right, we were there. You know what? The AFC stinks. Who's really good in the AFC? We annihilated maybe the best team, Buffalo. Who's going to be up and coming? You know, are, are the Browns going to be any better next year? I doubt it with, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield. I, I really, I don't think so. Pittsburgh's going the wrong direction. Baltimore, I, I think they've hit their ceiling with the Lamar Jackson. I, I just don't think they're going to get any better. I really don't. I mean, the AFC is Kansas City's for the next, you know, at, at foreseeable future. Let, let's put it that way. When uh, Tua becomes a quarterback, then it'll be the Dolphins' conference. But for now, you know, they're there. They, they got a great chance of repeating. You know, before Mahomes 
gazillion dollar contract kicks in. They got a couple of more years left of really being able to challenge. Um, but for Tampa Bay, you know, you just don't know how long you're going to have Tom Brady. You know, he can fall off the map like that. I mean, you know, we pointed it out yesterday. <clears throat> Watching him play in that NFC Championship game, I know he threw for his touchdowns and everything, and I know he threw for nearly 300 yards. But, man, that second half, he was awful. I, I, I still don't. To this day, I don't understand how any team would face Tampa Bay and not blitz him 20 times, 30 times, literally. You know, you can't do it all the time, but uh, especially without, you know, one of his, uh, you know, safety hazards in Antonio Brown playing. I mean, I know he's great against the blitz. I know he's made a living off that the last five years, getting rid of the ball, but he could, he can't move in the pocket. He just can't move. You know, those interceptions that he threw, two of the three, was because he couldn't just step up into the pocket. I'm not asking him to scramble. Just step up into the pocket, and he would have had the one. You know, Mike Evans would have been wide open. That, that should have been a touchdown. Instead, Brady just heaved the ball because he was under a little bit of duress. I mean, I, I would be blitzing him, like I said, every other play. I, I really would. So you don't know. You know, this could be it for Tampa Bay. NFC is a tough conference. You know, there are, unlike the AFC, you could point to a number of teams. You know, I think Dallas is going to be better. You're going to have Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers not going anywhere. I don't know what the Saints are going to do with, with Breeze in that, in that situation, but they're still going to be pretty good. Um, you know, Atlanta might be a little bit better with a new head coach. There's a number of teams in the NFC that are going to challenge Tampa Bay next year. So this could be it for the Bucs. It, it really could. So I, I think they're on a win-it-all or bust season. You bring Brady down. You pay him a lot of money. Um, you know, you didn't do that just to get to the Super Bowl. You really didn't. It, it, it's based on winning a Super Bowl for Brady at this point. doesn't matter if he's going to the 10th Super Bowl. It's uh, how many Super Bowls have you won. So speaking of Super Bowls, you know, we brought this up uh, during my podcast yesterday. And it's a good question. Is As a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, and it is our uh, poll question of the day, who do you want to win? Which team can you accept winning more, Tampa Bay or Kansas City? And why are we kind of limiting it to uh, Pittsburgh Steelers fans? Not that we are necessarily limiting it to them, but Le'Veon Bell's on Kansas City. You know, he forces his way out of Pittsburgh. He acts like a jackass, refuses to sign a contract, refuses to play, Ends up being uh, moved to the Jets. And now, he, uh, obviously, after that, being moved to Kansas City. He was a jerk with the Jets. He was a jerk with Pittsburgh. And now he's on Kansas City looking to win a Super Bowl and really not contributing anything, anything to their success. Or you got Antonio Brown on Tampa Bay. You know, carbon copy. Uh, is, is a jerk with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Forces his way out of Pittsburgh. Goes to the Raiders forces his way out of the Raiders, screws up with the Patriots, you know, and somehow or another he gets to land with Tampa Bay, and now he's on the cusp of winning a Super Bowl for the first time in his career. Uh, he didn't help. Obviously, he didn't play in the uh, NFC Championship game. I think he's helped Tampa Bay more than Le'Veon Bell has helped Kansas City. But one of these two clowns, Steeler fans, is going to win a Super Bowl. Which one? Can you live with more winning a Super Bowl? That's a good question. Uh, I put it out there early on, you know, only 20 votes. We posted about five minutes ago. So, but early on, uh, can the game end in a tie leading the way at 35%? Uh, I, I got Bucks wide receiver Antonio Brown, Casey running back Le'Veon Bell. Okay with either winning or can the game end in a tie? So right now, early on, 
Uh, can the game end at a tie of 35%? Okay, with either winning 30%, Antonio 20, and then Le'Veon Bell 15. I don't know. It's, it's a real good question, Steeler fan. Which, which one brings you more angst? Um, I probably would be, if I was a Steeler fan, um, well, that's a tough one. That's really a tough one. I'd probably say Le'Veon Bell. I, I wouldn't want him because A.B. is just a tick ahead of Bell, but he is as far as actually contributing to Tampa Bay's success. Bell's done nothing. Uh, th- th- there's just no two ways about it. You could make the case Tampa Bay, even though he didn't play this past Sunday, that Brown might, you know, the Bucks might not be here. Without him. You know, he didn't play the second half for the most part against the Saints. I understand that. And uh, didn't play at all this past Sunday against Green Bay. But, you know, in the uh, seven, eight games that he played in the regular season, he did help. You know, Brady did like him. He did throw him the football quite a bit. Le'Veon's done nothing. That's more of... You know what? Let's sign Le'Veon Bell just in case, and really, it's it's let's keep him away from anybody else. Let's keep him away from any other AFC team, you know that that may have or NFC team for that matter that may have been interested in signing him. He he's done absolutely nothing. So, you know, from that standpoint, I probably would say then I I could deal with A B because at least he is contributing. But then you then you know then then it's like well why should we? Because he's the one that begged out of Pittsburgh, uh, much like boy that's a tough one. That that's a tough one. Um, but I, I would think I would have, if I was a Steeler fan, I'd be more okay with AB winning it because at least he's contributing. Whereas Le'Veon's just hopping on, uh, he, he's just absolutely hopping on the bandwagon, but that's a good question. So go to opposite picks, get your vote in there. We'll update that a couple times before we are through. O P P O S I T E picks P I C K S. A couple of other things here pertaining to the Super Bowl. We gave you the lines. No big deal. How about the, you know, some major, major companies. Pulling out of advertising, although I will say, now that it's Brady versus Mahomes, maybe some of these companies are willing to jump back in. But as of, the story was released this week, but as of early January, advertising space was still available for a Super Bowl. That that is unheard of, right? But you're talking about companies like Coca-Cola not advertising this year, Hyundai not advertising. Uh, avocados from Mexico, big sponsor, not advertising. Little Caesars, Ford, not advertising this year uh, because of the COVID. Basically, because of the COVID situation, it, I, I don't know why they, they think it's okay to advertise during other events, but so, there's something about the Super Bowl that they feel like you know what that would be a bad look for our company. Five point five million dollars for a thirty second spot. Five point five million. That's down slightly from five point six last year. Ad space still available, according to the story, as of early this month. Last year, Fox Sports, which broadcast the game, according to the story, sold out its inventory by Thanksgiving, just to give you a comparison. So now that though that we find out it's Brady versus Mahomes, I, I don't think they're going to have inventory. It, it's going to get sold out. But it is interesting. Boy, I remember when they had the magical $1 million for a commercial. I forget what year it was. But I remember how big a story that was. Like, oh, my God, a million dollars for a 30-second commercial. And in fact, I think back then it was 60 seconds. There was a point in time where 60 seconds used to be, like, the big thing before these dopey advertisers finally realized, like, wait a minute, we're losing half our inventory and we're only making 15% more. That, that's not right. We can't do that. we got to revert it back to 30-second commercials. So, But I remember, I would say it was sometime in the 80s, maybe, maybe, maybe even 70s, 
that it went to, you know, a, a million dollars, a 30 second spot. Now it's 5.5 million. And that's down from last year. Maybe it's just the money. You know, maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe it's just these companies. I Listen, they're, they're richer than rich. But maybe these companies, you buy a couple of spots, you spend a 10, 15, you know, $20 million. Think about that. You spend a 20, four spots, one a quarter, maybe one a half time. 40 million bucks in one day or $20 million in one day. Wow. Major bucks. All right, 36 past the hour. Scott Wetzel on uh, Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Football, the goal line. Baseball, home plate. Basketball, the net. Sports talk, right here. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. This is the ultimate team sport. And, um, you know, we've had a lot of people work really hard over a course of a period of time to get to this point. So, you know, it's a uh, it's a tough journey to get here. So to go on the road and win a, you know, another road playoff game is a, just a great achievement. And, uh, you know, now home Super Bowl for the first time in NFL history, I think, puts a lot of cool things in perspective. Anytime you're the first time doing something, uh, it's usually a pretty good thing. So. Now we just got to go, uh, you know, have a great two weeks, prepare for whoever it is and, you know, be ready to go. All right, Tom Brady there as they get set for the Super Bowl. We get set for a big matchup two weeks away. Let the uh, hype begin. Uh, yeah, no, uh, no, uh, you know, Kansas City chefs going to Tampa. That's going to happen Friday before the Super Bowl. So none of that hype. Although I guess they'll have it. Maybe they will have it. I don't know. They're going to have media days and all that other stuff. They'll just have it in Kansas City. You know, Tampa obviously is in Tampa, so they, they can still have the media day there. If you're a news outlet, do you send half your people to Kansas City? Uh, or do you wait for them to come into to Tampa on a Friday? Uh, or do you, like I said, send half the people to Tampa to cover the Bucks and half the people to Kansas City to cover uh, the Chef? That'll be interesting. So, but uh, let the let the hype begin, and it is going to be just uh, nauseating by the time we are through. Uh, we're going to hear how Tom Brady's the greatest in, since sliced bread. We're going to hear about how Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback ever, even though he's only played what three, four years in the league, and and. Uh, it, it is going to be sickening. It, it really is. But, um, you know, we're going to get the parents involved. And it was revealed yesterday that uh, Tom Brady's mother and father were dealing with the COVID-19 situation earlier this year to the point where the father actually said he was uh, in the hospital for three weeks. So, you know, when you, you it's one thing to get the COVID and we could all, if you want to poo-poo it, whatever side of the aisle you live on, okay. But when you're... Uh, father is sitting in a hospital for three weeks, not three hours or even three days, three weeks. That that had to be a major, major concern for Brady. So, but uh, it apparently both are fine now, so they they survived it. But uh, that was revealed yesterday that he actually had the COVID, and the white the mother is a cancer survivor. So you know that really had to have him concerned. And I don't know how he was really concentrating on football, knowing that situation. But uh, be it as it may, two weeks away, less than two weeks away now, and uh, it, it should be a good game. It really, it, it's too bad that uh, this will be the one year that, 
you know, you won't get the hype at the facility. You won't get the fans. You won't get the Tampa Bay experience. I don't know how many people are going to have parties and all that other stuff, but, um, you know, it, it should be a good Sunday, obviously. couple things pertaining to that stuff uh, first up for, for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they were talking to Josh Allen yesterday. He says, I proved that, uh, you know, he's asked what, what did they accomplish this year. And they did accomplish a lot. They took another step. They get to the AFC Championship game. You know, they, they got their butts kicked. But still, you know, they got to the game. They had a lead. You know, you could say woulda, coulda, shoulda. But, you know, I, I think this was a positive season for Buffalo for sure. And even Allen said that I proved that they didn't make a mistake by drafting me. I'm just going to try and help this team win however I can. Which is interesting in that he's still concerned about that. It is amazing. You know, he was being bantied around, you know, there was a period there in the draft a few years ago where it was going to be him or this guy or that guy. I forget all the guys that were coming out that year. But, you know, there were many discussions about he was going to be the first overall pick. And in a lot of ways, he he slid to number seven when they drafted him. So I, I, I'm surprised he's still feeling that kind of pressure. Not not a good look if you're Josh Allen. I, for me, I, I would just be like, you know, shut up. Who cares? I, I know I'm good. But uh, he threw that in the media's face yesterday. How about Bills wide receiver Cole Beasley catching seven passes in the loss? He was playing with a broken leg, it was revealed yesterday. Suffered a broken leg during week 16 against the Patriots. Didn't play in the regular season finale. And then he played in all three postseason games. I mean, you talk about tough. That's pretty darn good. I, I tell you what, not only playing, but playing well. Uh, seven receptions led the team in receptions with a broken leg. Uh, Sean McDermott said he regrets going for the field goals versus going for a touchdown on one of those two situations. Yeah, I, I think he made a mistake on the second one. First one I get, first one was just before the half, 11 seconds left at halftime. They get the football to start the second half. They did have it at the uh, Kansas City three-yard line. I didn't, you know, they cut the lead to nine. It was a 12-point game. I, I didn't have an issue with that one. You know, it's one of those where, you, you, you know, you want it, you want it, you want it, but if you didn't get it on third down... You know, we got to walk away with some points here. We're going to get the football to start the third quarter. So I, I didn't have an issue with that. It's the one in the third quarter. That's the one. When it was 24-12, they cut the halftime lead to 21-12 with that field goal. Uh, it, it's when they were down, um, you know, by a 24-12 score late in the third or midway so in the third quarter, they kick a 27-yard field goal instead of going for it on short and, uh, fourth and short. That's, and again, right around the, uh, the Kansas City 8-9-yard line. That's the one where it's like, you in it to win it or not? That that's the bottom line. You know, it's it's a fourth and three at the eight yard line. You know, you're not cutting the lead to one score. It's still going to be a two score game. And boy, confidence wise and calmness wise and everything that that helps Kansas City so much. It really does. Knowing that I I still in the worst case scenario, I still have a two score lead. I would have gone for it. You know what? You don't get it. You're you're down twelve still, but you hold Kansas City to a field goal. Even if they do march all the way down the field, you're still only down two scores. I, at that point, I thought that was a mistake. Not as egregious as the Green Bay one. That, that That's still the worst. I'm telling you, I think that's the worst decision. Mistake by the lake was pretty bad. Um, you know, and obviously running the, or throwing the football, Seattle, the Patriots, Super Bowl. But I think that's the dumbest coaching decision I've seen in the postseason that I can remember off the top of my head. And, I, and I've seen probably every postseason game, believe it or not, over the last 35 years. I can't remember one. You know, I, there might be. 
But that, to me, is as stupid as stupid can be. My goodness, you got Aaron Rodgers, and you're kicking a field goal with just over two minutes left. And then we didn't even bring this up yesterday. And then they don't even go for the onside kick. I mean, you, you just talk about stupid. And yesterday, and then uh, you know Sunday after the game, they're, they're, he's trying to justify it. I still can't get over it. I, I, I tell you what, out of all the fan bases, if I'm Green Bay, I, 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 the Packer fan, I, I think the Packer fan has the most to gripe about. I, you know, not Baltimore, um, not the Colts. You know, the, the officials helped the Colts out with that one fumble that wasn't a fumble that really was. Um, you know, not, not any other team. It, it, it's the Green, but not the Saints. You know what? It, it, the time has come and gone for them, so it is what it is. It's that Packer fan that's saying, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know, you, you go for the field goal with two minutes and change left, which is stupid to begin with. Then you don't even kick uh, an onside kick. I mean, in every – again, as I pointed out yesterday, every scenario you go to the coach and you say, if you're counting on your defense to stop them after you kick the field goal – why can't you count on your defense to stop them if you don't get the touchdown? Why can't you count on your defense if you do an onside kick and you don't recover it? You're still counting on your defense. Piss away a chance to tie the game, and then you piss away a chance to get the football back. Just, you know, amazing. Just absolutely amazing. So, anyway, McDermott says he regrets going for the two field goals. All right. You know what? Yeah, at least he's got the balls to say, I regret it. Um, now, LaFleur said he regretted it as well, but he made the caveat of, well, because it didn't work out. No, you, you know, it's a stupid decision. I don't care if it worked out or not. It's still a dumb decision. And, you know, you know you're not going to regret it if it, do, if it does work out, but it's still a bad decision. You're not saying you regret it because you, you, know, you had a brain fart. You're saying you regret it because it didn't work out. You, you know, so it tells me that you'd do it again if that, that scenario came up again, and that's the worst thing in the world that a Packer fan wants to hear. No. You know what? Uh, you, you can't think that that's a smart decision, and apparently he does. All right, let's go back to some of the conference title trends that we gave you. I like doing this every once in a while. You know, we gave you a bunch of numbers trends-wise on Friday. Got a couple of minutes here before we close out hour number one, 49 past the hour. Let's go back and see how some of these things uh, turned out. Told you on Friday, both rematches of regular season games that the teams that won the regular season were 9-2, and two, Tampa Bay and Kansas City. Both won. Both won. Make it 11 and 2 now. How about the teams that played on Saturday the week before? Buffalo and Green Bay told you that they were 16 and 6 in championship games. Uh, 0 and 2. Uh, Tampa Bay and Kansas City bucked those trends. Uh, at least one team that played on Saturday the uh, week before has won a conference championship game in 14 of 15 years. Again, Buffalo, Green Bay, both lose. Make it 14 out of 16 years. Home team, Kansas City Green Bay, won the uh, conference championship game six of the last seven years. Kansas City won this year. Home team in the AFC has won 12 of the last 14 title games. Make it 13 of 15 because, again, Kansas City won this year. Number one seeds in the AFC, 14 and 5, we told you, in these title games. KC wins, so make it now 15 and 5. NFC number one seeds were 17 and 9. Packers lose, so make it 17 and 10. Um, here's where Tampa Bay, you know, gets impressive. We told you about the back to back to back road situation for Tampa Bay. Away teams in the championship round that played on the road the week before, only 12 and 28. 
and yet Tampa Bay won anyway. And then those same road teams that they played on the road in the wild card round, as Tampa Bay did against uh, uh, Washington, uh, were only four and fourteen, making now five and fourteen. Tampa Bay bucks some serious trends. Teams that won seven games or fewer, we told you, as Tampa Bay did last year, only two and nine in this conference championship, make it three and nine. Tampa Bay wins. Uh, last eighty, we told you conference title games. The straight up winner covered the spread. 69-10-1. Add two more to that. 71-10-1 because both uh, ended up covering. Um, home teams, just in general, 55-25 and 25 straight up. Uh, give that a split as one home team, Kansas City won. Another one, Green Bay lost, so make it 56-26. and 26. Uh, Buffalo was riding a nice little 9-1 straight up against the spread streak their last 10 games. You know, Make it 9-2, last 11. Kansas City, first time they covered a football game in 10 games. They were 0-8-1. Kansas City, or Buffalo was 6-2 and uh, straight up against playoff teams. Make that 6-3. and Tom Brady, 25-5 as an underdog. Straight off, a straight-off underdog win. Make it 26-5 as uh, he won back-to-back games as underdogs. Bucks, you know, bucked the serious trend of becoming the first team to play a Super Bowl in their home stadium. Bucks went one and four this year in games in which they turned the ball over two times. Make it now two and four because they've turned the football over three times. It's amazing the numbers that that Tampa Bay, pardon the pun, bucked. I mean, just everything pointed to Green Bay, all the scenarios, and yet Tampa Bay still found a way to win. Wow. Aaron Rodgers, 29-5, and five, we told you, since 2009 in home games in December and January. Make it 29-6 and six, as he loses, obviously. Tampa Bay was 1-17 all-time in freezing temperature weather. Freezing temperatures. Make it 2-17 and 17 as they win. Number five seed had never beaten a number one seed. 0-5. Make it now 1-5. Yikes. Uh, favorites with same season revenge as Green Bay was. Remember, they lost the regular season one, and they were a favorite. They were 8-3 and three, uh, against the spread. Uh, make it now 8-4. and four. Wow. Some serious, serious Green Bay trends that got bucked by uh, uh, Tampa Bay. It's amazing how good Tom Brady is. Remarkable. All right, we'll close out our number one next right here. Opposite picks on a Tuesday morning on uh, Series XF 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Question before we close out our number one. Here's truly Scott Wetzel sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time, as we always do, Monday through Friday, right here, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204, and uh, across the nation on uh, many affiliates. NFL Pittsburgh Steelers fans, which former Steeler can you deal with winning a Super Bowl more? Bucks wide receiver Antonio Brown. 
KC running back Le'Veon Bell, both former Steelers. Uh, okay with either winning, and uh, can the game end in a tie? Uh, can the game end in a tie, leading the way at 34.5%? Uh, okay with either winning, though, surprisingly enough, perhaps uh, getting 27.5% of the vote. So just as many of you don't care, uh, that uh, really would be rooting against both. If you had to choose one right now, Antonio Brown leads the way at 20 and change, and uh, Le'Veon Bell is getting 17 and change. So go to your opposite picks feed, O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, picks, uh, P. P-I-C-K-S, and get your vote in, and we'll update that a couple more times uh, before we're through. Yeah, Pro Football Talk, uh, it's one of the websites I check for stories and different things. Did a pretty good job. I meant to bring this up. My bad. I really yeah, I make little notes when I watch these games. And there was a scenario in the end of the uh, Packer game, Tampa Bay game, where Tampa Bay was trying to run out the clock, and they got eight, nine yards on first down. So uh, Green Bay went offsides on purpose. This way they wouldn't use the play to get the first down. They would just say, here, go get the first down, right? So Tampa Bay accepts the penalty, first down. Um, what would have happened, though, had Tampa Bay declined that penalty? And then what would have happened if Green Bay would have said, all right, we're going to jump off sides again? And then Tampa Bay declines the penalty again. And then they jump off sides again. And back and forth they go in infinitum, right? They can go forever, theoretically. Clock's not running. Uh, so I, I wondered about that. I, I said, you know, that that's a loophole that they actually have to close because that could happen. But uh, in the article, they point out if that was the case, the official has the ability to step in and say, you know what, we're running 40 seconds off the clock, so stop going offside. But I did, uh, you know, kudos to Pro Football Talk for thinking like a genius like me. Hour number one in the books, hour number two coming up right here. Opposite Picks on Sportsman Radio, Series 6 Show. 